We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. No one sets out to fail with finances. No one desires to be mediocre with money. We want to be successful with our salary, capable with our capital, adroit with our assets, and wise with our wealth. We seek excellence. Excellence with personal finance comes from good financial habits. A single act of contributing to a Roth IRA does not make you wealthy, but a habit of saving will change your life. Charles Duhigg explored the power of habit in his seminal book. Many things we do in life are based on habits, not conscious choices. And James Clear further expanded on this work in his must-read book, Atomic Habits. Both are worth reading, but Atomic Habits is in my top 10 and possibly top 5 list of books everyone should read. There are links to both books in the blog for this podcast episode, which you can find at retirementorship.com slash 75, as this is the 75th episode, or there'll be a link in the show notes to get to the blog. We'll look at how habits are formed today, and over the next two weeks we'll cover how to build good ones and break bad ones. Habits are made following a concept called the habit loop. Every habit we have, good or bad, financial or otherwise, is created using the habit loop. There are four phases to the loop, and we'll look at each. We'll also explore a financial habit along the way, the habit of the DSD. Habit, the daily Starbucks drink. Many folks have this habit or something like it that has massive financial ramifications. Consider those who make a stop every day at insert your coffee house of choice. We'll use Starbucks for the rest of the episode. If you go to Starbucks Monday through Friday and spend $5 on average, that's $25 per week or $100 plus per month. One could brew a drink from home for 50 cents. That would equate to about $10 per month. This habit is costing you $1,000 more per year than brewing from home. It's $90 more per month, right? 100 minus $10, $90 more per month times 12 months is $1,080. Is a daily Starbucks drink a bad financial habit? An attorney answer is coming in three Two, one, that depends. Like everything in finance and law, it always depends. If you have completed your financial plan and you are monitoring it ongoing, then you can know if the DSD or the daily Starbucks drink is a bad habit or not. If you have not completed a financial plan, you will not be able to answer that question. How can you know what the ramifications of such a habit are going to be if you don't have a plan, if you're just winging it? Let's assume that you have completed a financial plan since we can't answer unanswerable questions. Let's say that you've completed your plan and you are saving as much as you should toward retirement in your 401ks, Roth IRAs, HSAs, and other accounts. You know when you're going to take Social Security, you know how Medicare is involved, you know how to save the most in taxes, all these things. You're on track to retire on your terms. Or you're already retired and the plan calculates that you can spend X dollars per year and your coffee habit falls inside that X dollars per month. You have done the math. And your retirement income can support your venti, extra hot, double cup, triple shot, oat milk, no whip, extra cream, French vanilla latte habit. It's good. You've done the math. You're able to do that. 
If you're on track to meet your financial goals, as evidenced by your financial plan, then a daily Starbucks drink is not a bad financial habit. It might be a bad health habit, but that's beyond the scope of this episode. If you're on track, if you're doing everything that you need to be doing to hit your long-term financial goals, you can spend the rest of your money however you want. It's a big part of the financial plan that we do for people, especially when someone in a couple or in a household doesn't like to spend money, right? They always think they need to be saving more. And part of that is calculating how much do you need to save, or if you're already retired, how much do you can you spend each year, and then spend the rest. Enjoy it. If you want to enjoy it on Starbucks every day, that's up to you. If you want to have a glass of wine every day, that's up to you. If you want to save it up for a big trip, what you do you if you can afford it. And if your financial plan says you can afford it. But if you're not on track, right? If you're on track to run out of money in retirement because you're spending too much, or you're not on track to retiring on time because you're spending too much, then spending $1,000 per year on Starbucks is probably a bad financial habit. Can we agree on that? Like if, if you're not putting away enough and you're spending $1,000 per year or even $500 per year on Starbucks, that could be a bad habit. Or insert whatever other financial habit that you daily or weekly chip away at. So how do we turn a bad financial habit into a good financial habit? We'll cover that more in depth over the next week or two. But what if, for just for an example, we turn that DSD into an MRC? We turn that daily Starbucks drink into a monthly Roth contribution. That $100 per month saved into a Roth IRA, invested in equities, averaging 10% over 30 years, comes out to over $225,000 more in your retirement. Tax-free. Or say you're already retired. right? That's $225,000 more in your retirement account to give you that extra cushion if you're unsure if you're going to make it or not and you don't want to become a burden to your children. Or if you have plenty and you know you're not going to run out, that's still $225,000 more at the end of your retirement to pass on to children and grandchildren, churches, and charities. And again, if you're good and your retirement can spend it, spend it. And if enjoying every commute, every day with a nice latte is part of how you enjoy retirement and you're on track to, to doing that, and that's more important than some of these other things, you do that. But tiny habits have big results over time. Right, Five bucks at Starbucks doesn't seem like much on a daily basis, but when compounded over 30 years, it has a massive impact. Time magnifies the margin between success and failure. Time magnifies the margin between success and failure, and the tiny habits that we do now have an outsized impact in the future. So what are the components of the habit loop, and how do those contribute to our daily Starbucks drink habit and any and all of our other financial habits. Okay, well, phase one, the habit loop phase one is the cue, right? And the beginning of making a habit is is the cue. You see, smell, hear, feel, or otherwise experience something that sets off a chain reaction. You're driving to work in the morning and you see the Starbucks on your usual route. The cue is seeing the coffee house, right? That was the cue. Most cues for our habits are visual. A, a disproportionate amount of our brain is dedicated to sight, and it can cue up all kinds of habits. In this case, merely seeing a Starbucks 
fires up the habit loop. And in a fraction of a second, you move right into the next phase of the habit loop. And the habit loop phase two is the craving. So first the cue and then the craving. Seeing Starbucks triggers the craving. Now you want your special drink, your oat milk, double lot, whatever. Your fancy special drink. You've had it before and seeing the Starbucks cues a craving for that drink. You remember the sweet French vanilla taste over a smooth oat milk body with rich cream on top. You remember the boost and focus and alertness from the triple shot. And it's just the thing you need to transform this dreary Monday morning commute into an experience. The craving for your favorite drink leads to a decision in phase three. Have a loop phase three is the response, right? So we had the cue, the craving, now the response. Seeking to satiate your craving, you pull into the Starbucks drive-thru. Your response is to cave to the crave, because after all, you deserve it. Note that the response is not ordering the drink at the microphone in the drive-thru. The response is turning into Starbucks. We face cues and cravings all day, every day. We see something and it causes us to crave something else. But our response is what shapes our lives. We can't always, we'll get into it more next week and the week after, we, we, there's some control we face over our cues and, and our cravings. But our response is often where the big decision comes. And when we respond in the affirmative to bad habits or negatively respond to good ones, we start to build bad habits and break good ones, which is the opposite of what we're supposed to do, right? We want to build good habits and break bad habits. But when we respond the wrong way, we start doing the opposite, especially, especially when that response ends with the last phase of the habit loop. The habit loop phase four is the reward. So we had the cue, the craving, the response, and now the reward. You get your fancy drink, you take that first sip, and you experience that bliss. Your dopamine receptors go off, and you fully enjoy every second of it. And the dreary drive turns into an excellent experience. Now your brain records that sequence. If I see A, I will want B. And if I respond with X, I will get Y, which is very rewarding. It's very pleasurable. Therefore, every time I see A, I will follow the steps to get Y. Automatically. Right? This turns into something that is not no longer conscious, that we don't choose these things, but that your brain will automatically seek the easiest route to automatically get you to the reward of Y every time you see A. And that's why it's called the habit loop and not the habit sequence. Because Tuesday rolls around and you're driving off to work and cue, you see the Starbucks on your regular commute, just like yesterday. Craving, you desire your frou-frou latte. It tasted so good yesterday. And you swear you were focused all day because of it. You had a great day yesterday because of that latte. Response, you pull back into the drive-thru because you might as well enjoy this commute as well, right? It's only $5. It's probably way more than $5 now with inflation, I think, but you get the idea. And then reward. 
You're sipping sweet once again, fully enjoying your special drink. And this one act goes around the loop again and again and again, rinse and repeat, habit. Cue, craving, response, reward. Cue, craving, response, reward. A reinforcing cycle, a loop that builds in the habits. Goodbye, $225,000 in tax-free money. We gave that to Starbucks. I'm pretty sure they need it more than we do anyway. All good and bad habits are built this way. Cue, craving, response, reward. And now that we know this, we, we then need to know how do we then take this knowledge to build good financial habits and to break bad ones. And we'll discover that over the next couple of weeks as we look first at building good financial habits next week. And then the week after that, how do we take this to break bad ones? If you enjoyed that, you would love being part of our free membership community. It's called Retire Membership and has a host of benefits all for free. For example, you can always buy my book, 3D Retirement Income, on Amazon. But if you join us at Retire Membership, we will send you either a hard copy or paperback for free, provide the ebook and the audiobook so that you can listen to it if you don't have time to read it. In addition to that, we'll also provide you with a bunch of content that you can't get anywhere else. For example, we have our quarterly retire mentorship magazine, which comes out quarterly and has no ads whatsoever. It's just timely content to help you stay the course. We also have workbooks for our free online workshop to help you get the most out of those, flowcharts to help you make better decisions, and a weekly email to provide timely content that you can unsubscribe from at any time. We never ask for any payment information, and we never share your information with anyone else. We just want to provide timely content and help you stay the course to retire successfully and stay successfully retired. There's no reason to wait, so join us now at retiremembership.com, where you can click in the link in the description, and it'll go right there. We can't wait to see you in the community. Cheers. This podcast is educational only and is not investment, tax, or legal advice.